presented by UPS. Hey everyone, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Wednesday, June 7th. Three big things to keep your eye on today. The first, the continuing fallout over the revolt against Kevin McCarthy. If you didn't follow what happened yesterday afternoon, check out Politico.com. Sarah Ferris, Jordan Carney, and Olivia Beavers have a great story about that. Headline, conservatives surprise McCarthy with floor rebellion over debt deal anger. A band of House conservatives derailed a bill that takes aim at gas stove regulation. It could be just the beginning of moves to undercut the speaker. The backstory here, of course, is that members of the House Freedom Caucus mostly still pissed off about the debt deal that McCarthy cut. Most of them voted against the deal. And now a band of them voted against a rule on the House floor yesterday, something that never happens. Rules are party line votes. And the last time this happened was way back in 2002. So Kevin McCarthy losing control of the House floor briefly on Tuesday and will now have to repair relationships once again with that band of rebels on the right. The second thing we're looking at today is Mike Pence jumps into the presidential contest. Check out the newsletter. We have the video that Pence is using to launch this week. He officially filed his paperwork already, but now today he'll be making the big announcement. Third thing we're watching is Chris Christie last night did a town hall in New Hampshire, making it official. He's running for president. And joining me now to discuss Chris Christie's entry into the race is Jonathan Martin. Good morning, J-Mart. Hey, Ryan. Chris Christie jumping into the race as expected. He said he made a strategic error in 2016 by not going after Trump, has promised to be a sort of wrecking ball against Trump this time. Two things, Jonathan. Did he meet those expectations in his entrance into the race last night? And then just big picture, where do we put Christie in this primary? Well, to answer your first question, I don't think that Doug Burgum and Mike Pence are going to start their candidacies by calling Donald Trump a lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mere hog, which is the <laughs> what was it? lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mere hog. That is the AP lead uh, moving tonight from Bill Colvin <laughs> and Holly Raymer from Manchester, New Hampshire. An AP lead for history. I think, Brian, <laughs> this is going to be the first time we have had a major uh, candidate for president open his candidacy by calling his opponent a mere hog. It's to the point. And I think it's the entire rationale for Christie's candidacy, which is he wants to stop Trump and he'd also like to be president. What's the scenario? As you know, Jonathan, everyone jumps into the race with a plan that if X, Y, and Z happen, I, I can make this work. And maybe it's a 5%, maybe it's a 10% chance, but that, you know, that, that that's enough to get someone in. 5% chance to become the, the Republican nominee. Why not? Maybe his chances are lower than that. But what's the theory of the case here? I think it's twofold. One is stop Trump. Uh, but the other is, like genuinely stop Trump, like uh, he's, you know, he's bad for the country. I, you yeah. know, whether I win or not, I don't want this guy back. Yeah. Look, he's one of the rare Republicans who has said on the record he is not voting for Donald Trump in the general election. He is not for Donald Trump in November of 2024. Could he change his mind? Of course he could. But at least right now, there's no other candidates who are saying it quite that bluntly, at least in sort of his rank, you know, former two term governor. So, look, I think that's significant that his first priority is to stop Trump's candidacy. He does believe it poses a threat to the country. 
Ryan, beyond that, it's a pretty familiar archetype. He's somebody who is from the center right of the party, sort of a northeastern Republican, much less focused on social issues than some of the other candidates. And so, therefore, he's going to spend his time in New Hampshire and he's going to try to find success in New Hampshire. And if he does, it'll be because he vaults out of there. Ryan, as you know, the challenge is that New Hampshire of the four early states is kind of an outlier in the sense that it's much more college educated, it's more secular, and it's got independents who can vote and do vote, especially when the Republican primary is the most action in town, like it's going to be in 2024. So I can see a scenario where Christie does grave damage to Trump. I can see a scenario where Christie finds some success in New Hampshire. I think the harder thing for Christie is beyond that. Like, what does he do in Nevada and South Carolina? And how is he viable there? I think what he would say is because he had success in New Hampshire, Trump is real living and the party wants to win the general. I just think that that's pretty difficult given the track record of kind of New Hampshire centric candidates in the GOP. Dave Bart, thank you very much for breaking it down for us this morning. You're the man. And for your schedule today, the House will meet at 10 a.m. And at noon, we'll take up legislation that would block the Department of Energy's proposed standards for cooking products. The House will also take up a bill that would change how federal courts review the policies and regulations of executive agencies. That's part of the package of legislation that House conservative rebels thwarted yesterday. The Senate is in. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening. And before you go, Politico's Healthcare Summit is taking place today and will delve into the innovations reshaping the landscape of healthcare in America. You can learn more and register for in-person or remote attendance by visiting www.politico.com slash healthcare summit. Today's episode is sponsored by UPS, who just published its first ever jobs and opportunity report. Check it out to see what the best benefits in the industry really look like. From wages and healthcare to tuition assistance, paid time off, and even pensions for both full and part-time union employees. You can explore how UPS employees are building their lives and dream careers every single day at greatemployer.ups.com.